Kira, what's going on? You know me? We were friends. Friends? Then why did you chase me? Because you ran. We were friends. At least I thought we were. What happened to you? Five foot six, she is with you dangerous approaching Nasha. What did you do? They're not after me. Now what did you do? I don't know. You understand I don't, I don't know. We'll talk about it afterwards. Come on. It's either them or me. Your choice, but you better make it fast. Once it gets going, there's nothing that can stop it. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Normally I try to turn your taglines into a dick joke, but that was a dick joke in the context of this episode. It is. Well done. The plot of Unstoppable, starring Denzel Washington. (laughs) Don't remember that one. That's about a runaway train that can't be stopped once it got started. Did Denzel stop it? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Spoiler. <Why>? Spoiler. <laughs> Guess I'm not going to watch it now. Well, today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 5, Patient Number 7. Why isn't this Episode 7? That's great. a great question. Yep. Bad day in Building <laughs> seven. 7. Anyway. Do they number patients in hospitals? We're going to nope. get to that. <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, before we get into this numbered episode, we've got more numbers to talk about in the Highlander catalog. So we're going to play the Highlander catalog game. I'm going to read a product description out of the catalog. Today we're reading out of the 1997 10th anniversary catalog. I'm going to read a description to Kyle and Eamon. Based on that description, they're going to try to guess what the actual retail price is. If they get close enough within 20%, they get a bonus point for the game, and they get my respect. Keith, I don't know what product you're about to read, but the way you're holding the catalog, I just keep periodically seeing a photo of Christophe Lambert in Highlander 2 with the long hair and the Zeist sword. Yep. <laughs> and it's weird. Looking good, huh? He hubba looks hubba. great. Real it makes you want to fucking a garbage dump. Mm. All right, today we're going to be talking about the 10th anniversary t-shirt. Wow. Yeah, wow. Not the, the Richie Ryder t-shirt. I know. It's, the, I'm sorry. In it's honor not, uh, of Mythos shirt. <laughs> like a blender or any weird, mm-hmm. it's just a t-shirt. The blender just has like, it's like the ninja blender, but it just has a bunch of katanas inside of it. Delicious. Are you guys ready to play? Yes. Ready. All right. In celebration of Highlander's 10th anniversary, exquisite limited edition specialty products have been designed for the Highlander faithful. Join the Highlander 10th anniversary party. As production will be limited, these 10th anniversary products are destined to be collector's items. Wow. Does does an eBay search support this? (laughs) I don't know. All right. 10th anniversary t-shirt. Limited production short sleeve t-shirt. 10th anniversary logo on front with there can be only one on the left sleeve. Heavyweight, pre-shrunk, 100% cotton. Don't miss your chance. This quality collector's t-shirt will only be offered in this catalog. Medium, large, and extra large. You can get a black t-shirt with red print, a black t-shirt with silver print, or a white t-shirt with red print. I'm going to hold this up. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're they're regular T-shirts. It's just kind of got a it banner kinda, underneath that says 10th anniversary. Yeah, it just says Highway. It's a shirt with the word Highlander on it, basically, sure. and like maybe and a the katana. sword. Yeah, it's got the okay. katana. All right. It's so uh, we're betting on a T-shirt. That's here. right. We're betting on a T-shirt. Betting on a T-shirt. I guess betting every one of these games word. can't be some sort of you know six-page what was it coin collection magnum <laughs> opus. Yeah. Uh, is just it my turn first this time? Doesn't matter. Sure, go first. What's your guess? I'm gonna guess this one is fourteen ninety-nine. Fourteen ninety-nine. It's destined to become a collector's item. Mm-hmm. After destined. All. I just want to say, I don't <laughs> I think it's allowed to describe a T-shirt as exquisite. I don't think any T-shirt yeah. has ever been exquisite. <laughs> I would exquisite. beg to disagree. There's some amazing money no shirts on T. <laughs> oh, that's that's the sole. <laughs> that's exception. the sole exception. Although you did describe them exquisite. as amazing and not exquisite. So. <laughs> oh, that's true. So. Maybe the flaw lies in us. Yes, of course it does. Uh, I'm going to guess twenty dollars. Twenty dollars from Eamon. Kyle guessed fourteen ninety nine. The Eamon's got it. Eamon, you're the winner. Eighteen dollars. SBCT coming out in theater soon. <laughs> okay. You know what's really funny? You've been talking you've been talking about this on every episode. I haven't even seen a trailer for this movie. Also, I will not be seeing this movie. <laughs> no? No. Does I, it look poor? Do, it looks fine. I, yeah. Do you not like Aretha Franklin? I love Aretha Franklin. Do you not respect her? I do respect why her. Why don't you give her a movie? Just not interested. You're not interested, but you like her. Yeah. And you like her and respect her. So the trailer doesn't look bad. No. All right. Okay. I refuse. Oh. All Respect right, my do? decision. All right. What's the woman's name that was in Dreamgirls that's not Beyonce? Oh, that's um, the star of this movie whose name I can't remember. No idea. Uh, fuck. Was she from American Idol? Yes, maybe. maybe. She was in Cats to Jason Derulo. Yes, it was Jason Derulo. <laughs> Idris Elba. It was Ian McKellen. Uh, What's her name? Anyway. Was he asparagus? Who was Ian McKellen? In, in Cats, Cats, he was, I don't know, Gorpal Monger yeah, or something. The, the, the I don't, theater yeah. cat. Yeah. I think that's asparagus. He yeah, looks so confused cat. in that whole movie. Yep. I was like, does he know what movie he's in? I don't know. Well, at one point, he, I burst out laughing because he's licking from a, from like a saucer. So weird. Yep. <laughs> so if you want to see Ian McKellen lick out of a saucer, I do. I do want that. How much would you pay for that T-shirt today? By the way, nine ninety nine. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, or I should, I would say, how much would you pay for like a uh, a branded T-shirt? I've paid like twenty dollars. That's as high as I'm willing to go. Yeah, I I feel like I'm about twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like thirty dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't know about that. Is it exquisite still? Was it exquisite at eighteen dollars? Was it exquisite? I mean, if it was made out of like I don't know Adrian Paul's hair or something. What about if it was crocodile like? Crocodile, crocodile, crocodile. Yes. Crikey. All right. Speaking of crikey, let's talk about crikey season dial. six, episode five, patient number seven, which aired November 2nd, 1997. More sevens. Directed by Dennis Barry. The last we saw from him uh, were the season finales and openers. So uh, Archangel, Avatar, Sins of the Father. And he's got four episodes left. Well, aren't that many episodes left, so that's nope. like 50% of the remainder. That's right. This was written by David Tynan. Uh, last we saw from David was The Ransom of Richard Redstone, Wolf. Archangel, and Avatar. Wolf. He has two more episodes left. It's weird saying that now to like a bunch of like these people. It's like, oh, there's only a few episodes left. Yeah. Guest stars, Alice Evans as Kira. She was on four episodes of The Chris Isaacs Show, three episodes of Lost, and Vampire Diaries, and 102 Dalmatians. 102 Dalmatians. Is Glenn Close still in that? I don't know if... I don't think... Or is it a prequel? I don't think so. No, there's an extra Uh, Dalmatian. Oh, yeah. That's right. That one gets (laughs) murdered right before the first (laughs) one. That's the one she got. No, they have birth in the first one, right? Yep. 
Yeah, yeah they, they, they have their meat cute, and then they have a lot of dogs. Mm-hmm. 101 of them, in fact. Or no, 100, right? No, they only have like 20 90, dogs, right? Oh. I thought they had then they find other dogs. Uh, right. Well, and they adopt the, them all, which right. is irresponsible. Yeah. They're hoarders. They're just pet Dog hoarders. hoarders. Yeah. <laughs> Dead dogs. All <laughs> it just smells like shit all the time. <laughs> well, that's Alice Evans for you. Next is Michael Halsey as Milos Vladic. This guy was in the movie Mean Guns, mean with, Guns. with Christopher, Christopher Lambert, Lambert and Ice-T. What a pair. Name, what a, a, pair. name a more iconic duo. <laughs> yeah, Lambert and T. That Ice movie came out also in 1997. Uh, the IMDb description for Mean Guns reads, 100 people who have betrayed the syndicate are gathered in a prison opening the next day. They are given weapons and six hours to kill each other. The three remaining share $10 million. What? <laughs> yep. That sounds awful. That does sound awful. Not as awful as September of 2017 when Michael Halsey died. Oh, that's a uh, shame. I guess. Did you guess? I don't know. I don't know what circumstances. <laughs> mm. He could have been the circumstances in which it's not a shame. He was trying to drown a baby and uh, was shot in the face before he successfully <laughs> did it. Okay. All right. That's fair. There's one. You tied that up yeah. better than I thought you would. <laughs> trying to drown a baby. Yeah. Luckily, what about, he only tried. What about other, like, maybe he had a, a baby's head oh. on, a, on a train track? No, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or no, it's, it's not okay that he's dead. It's just still a shame. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So the episode description reads, A mortal Kira develops hysterical amnesia after she fails to prevent the murder of a judge she was hired to protect and then fell in love with. Fortunately, she runs into old friend Duncan before her would-be killers find her. She runs into old friend Duncan. Old friend Duncan. Old decrepit Duncan. Old man Rip Duncan. We start in a hospital. Yeah, so uh, this is fucking gross. I hate this. This opening so stinks. This is like, yeah. so wait, is Kill Bill a ripoff of, of Absolutely. Quentin Tarantino like, watched watch this, this episode and he was like, oh yeah. To touch your feet more. It's exactly like it. it Holy shit. So why we what, the reason we are making a Kill Bill comparison is because not unlike in that movie, the main character in this is in some kind of catatonic state, and an orderly is going to sexually assault her. Yep. Yep. And he starts putting his hand up her uh, gown or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's you touching call it. all downstairs. No so good. this guy Jocko. Jocko. Wacko. Jocko. Also, it is an open secret that he's doing this because somebody in because when he's talking about it another guard or whoever he is says like oh who's gonna get the happy meal today that's disgusting yeah gross this guy is a serial rapist wait the happy meal hold on i wasn't tracking the happy meal is the rape think so i thought it was the pills were the happy meal like all the stuff that that's like the the box well, he's like oh i've got red pills i got green pills like i'm giving huh. them out and then the guy's like eh, who's getting the happy meal Is that the toy? and he's like it's probably and he even says it's like gonna be patient number seven right that's gross yeah it's upsetting this is all very bad so this that guy jocko then comes in to find patient number seven yeah, like let's talk about that. Uh, night, numbering patients. Yeah, what's that all about? That doesn't make any sense. So this place only has seven patients? No, they might have more, but she's the seventh of them. How did she get number seven? Maybe the old number seven was discharged, and they just Maybe. refilled Or the died. Patient. Don't forget that. Yeah. Mm, I don't get... Yeah. Do, do this they is nuts. do this in hospitals? No. They would say room number seven, maybe. Or patient number seven. Patient number seven? 
and they would refer to her as like Jane Doe or something, probably. Right. Like they would refer to her as. A oh, name. I mean, maybe I guess is that part of that that they don't know who she is either. I guess maybe. So. All right. Mm, seven. Seven. Interesting number with ties to the Highlander universe, which I won't mention. <laughs> oh, good. <All> right. <laughs> Lucky number eleven. Ooh. Uh, what a horrible title for a not good movie. Mm. <laughs> All right, so then these two goons are creeping two, around. They're the platonic ideal of goons. They're pretty these might goony. Be the gooniest goons to ever goon in the Highlander universe. They just have faces that look like were like smacked with like a brick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So they bust up into this room. First they kill Joko, Jocko. Well, but first they kill the the front desk. Oh guy. yeah. They just blow him away. It's brutal. It's really gruesome. And uh, then Jocko literally while he has his hand up her like hospital nighty, they go to open the door. He whips around and immediately just goes, I didn't do anything. And he and gets blown away. Yep. Murder him, which I was like, yeah, fuck you. Uh, can we, before we move on from that character, just talk about his, like, the neckline on his, like, nurse outfit? Was a little love It's super you? low, and he's not wearing anything underneath it. This is, like, very revealing. I don't know. Sexy. It was sexy, You're right, David? Anyway, like, so... Can we get some deleted scenes with Jocko? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more of that. This is chest. so upsetting. Anyway, but as part of his sexual assault scheme, he loosened the patient's restraints. So then all of a sudden when they, like, go to execute her, seemingly, she, like, snaps into consciousness. And, and has is kung fu powers. Away. Right. And her muscles somehow aren't atrophied. We have no idea how long she's been there, yeah. right? I have yeah. a lot of questions about the plot of this episode. Yep. She beats these guys up. Yeah, I mean, this is cool. She kicks the shit out of them and then just, like, runs away. She runs away, and then she does a little bunny hop over the dead orderly outside. And that was really funny to me. Because she's, like, booking it. And then she goes, like, whoop. It does like this little bounce over his corpse. Some so cops out- are involved. Yeah, the police pull up to the hospital. She's kind of hiding, and so there's like an APB out for this woman. And I guess this is a hospital for the criminally insane. And they're reporting that she's like murdered two people or whatever. Is Mister Glass in here? <laughs> oh boy! Why seen that movie. do they think she's murdered two people? Yeah, good question. How would she have gotten a gun? <laughs> Great. That's a very good question. Like somebody clearly shot a front desk guy, and then someone in her room like very clearly someone was coming to her yes like and then also there are giant bullet holes in her bed oh, indicating yeah. that someone probably tried to kill her so why do they think she's responsible for this yeah they I didn't, mean, they didn't the do any legwork also like they've clearly wrapped this case up in two minutes like yeah like, what I mean, is the investigators upstairs while she's running around downstairs yeah it's like i mean obviously they should be looking for sure. her because she's She's a suspect, I would say, at this point. All they know is she's a suspect. And she's escaped from an asylum of some kind. Or is she? Where even is she? And, like, why is she in a facility for the criminally insane? We have lots to talk about. Because she's Mr. Glass. (laughs) I know. What did she do to get herself committed here? Like, obviously, she's having some kind of mental episode, but you don't need to be a criminal to be right. have a Maybe mental health episode. Maybe it's just a really hyperbolic name for a, like, <laughs> like, you know how, like, you might have, like, a piece of chocolate, like, oh, this is so good, this is, like, criminal. Maybe yeah. they're, like, you know, this hospital is, like, for insane people, but, like, criminally insane. They're so Yo, she's insane. so nuts, it's criminal. Right, yeah. Maybe that's it. So that's the cold open, opening credits, and then we cut to the weirdest scene ever under an overpass. This is insane. Um, I don't think, hold on, <laughs> no, no. hold on. Oh, I'm thinking I the taxidermy sh- scene. Never mind. What 
Uh, Let's talk about it. What what happens? In this I understand scene? that Kira is like hiding, so she's under. Her name underpass. is Kira. We'll come to find out. Yes, yeah. that makes sense. I'm fine yes. with that. The titular patient number seven. Somebody comes up to her and is like, "What are you doing here?" And it's a fucking little girl with, with like, like a, a doll. Animal. Where did she come from? I think she's homeless. Is she I, homeless? I think like on the close-ups, like it looks like her clothes are a little tattered, and it's just like, what is going on? Like, why are you here? And why is she British? This is like two British people talking to each other underneath a highway. Why not just France. make it another homeless person? Why Or anyone else. Or make why it another cre- criminally insane person. Why yeah. a creepy child? This is so weird. Kira doesn't ask about any of that stuff. I mean, granted, I guess she's got other stuff to do. But this is... Why this? Why this? It's so weird. It's a choice. It's certainly a choice. She's like, what's your name? You don't know your own name. Everybody knows their own name. What are you, stupid? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, yes. That's very funny. So that's that entire scene. They took a crew out to like <laughs> under a bridge to film that. Yep. They cast that child. How much do you think it costs just to cast the child? I don't know. Probably not much. Her parents are probably like, put her on TV. Cast this she child. She can work 14 hours in straight. French labor laws. That's right. Lax. <laughs> Lax. Then we cut to a taxidermy studio. Or slash like mansion. Taxidermy mansion. mansion full of taxidermy. I don't know. We get an insane speech. Yeah, so there's this whole... I, we can listen to some of this if you want. Yes, please. All right, so there's this whole speech about eyes. Uh, the eyes. My biggest problem always the eyes. The claws... Are not so difficult, you see, or even the the teeth. And these things show only the anger and the rage. Easy stuff, really. But the eyes is different. The eyes are always the hardest. And you know why, Laszlo? No. Perhaps you, Zep. Because the eyes alone show intelligence. Something you wouldn't know about. <laughs> there we go. This is insane. Also, these goons are Laszlo and Zep. I guess Harpo and Groucho couldn't hang out <laughs> the sun, right? All that lead up just to say, you're stupid. No, you're stupid. <laughs> this doesn't pay off in any way. Nope. At all. The taxidermy man? No. Do you think this came first? Do you think this was... I bet this was added to the script after they found a location. I bet they were like, oh, we've got all this taxidermy stuff. Can we set it here? And they were like, all right, let's incorporate it. That's my only guess. Like, this eye thing doesn't come back at all, right? In any way? If it did, I'd suspect it was written into the original script. Maybe. To be significant of something. It's bizarre. It's terrible. This sucks. Well, yeah, none of it comes back into the plot. It's not used as, like, set dressing later or anything. The thing that does come back is he talks a lot about hunting later. Yeah, he does. So, like, unless that's the connection they were trying to Just he's a hunter? So dumb. Vladich. But he doesn't do any hunting. He just sends goons to wait and, like, I don't know. This guy doesn't seem... Zap and Zop, like, whatever their names are. Because, like, also, this seems rehashed. Uh, What was the the kind of hunter-y guy uh, before in Prodigal Son? Oh, yeah, the... um, He was, like, a lion. Hide. Hide, that's right. Because he he was named that because he's a hunter and collects hides. That's that's right. The absolute true story. And Richie was hiding. That's right. He was hiding as well. (laughs) No, but, like, that guy felt like he was, like, hunting Richie. Like, he was was chasing him over, like... Over country borders, like right. 
This is not this guy sucks. This guy mostly hunts his own goons when they report <laughs> back to him. It's so weird. And his performance is so strange. So the eyes <sighs> the eyeborgs are the hardest part because they show intelligence. He wants the girl dead and he's mad at Zeppo for not doing it. <laughs> Zeppo. <laughs> And Zeppo just waits to give this, like, important information. Right. He's like, ah, oh, look at this file, though. She has amnesia. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, cool, but you still have to kill her. Right. Because she'll remember. Have you ever hunted a big cat? Oh. <laughs> so I guess they of thought she was you faking it and hiding out in the hospital. I guess. I guess. What's that? I guess they thought she was faking whatever it was and, like, was using a hospital as, like, a cover. Like, I'm going to yes, check myself in or whatever it was. Meanwhile, she's stealing clothes from a clothesline. Mm-hmm. And this includes white sneakers. Someone has put not one, yeah. not two, but three choice. pairs of white sneakers up on a clothesline, which she steals. I'm like, has anyone ever done that? Ever. Also, did anyone notice her hair? Like, she's rocking like a perm. And I was like, who's perming her hair? In This perm Jocko. seems to go, like, come and go uh, as it pleases. It's quite interesting. That was the Happy Meal uh, uh, hairdo from Jocko. Happy Meal hairdo from Jocko. So she hitches a ride with this uh, stranger in a pickup truck. Now her hair is not permed, I will say. <laughs> this um, is insane, too. Like, so he's like, are you sure this is where you want to be? And she doesn't say anything. And she gets out of the car. And it says No. <laughs> And then the guy doesn't say anything and just drives away. Weird. Yeah. Like, this is so where he would be like, are, are you okay? Like, n- nothing. Just, like, drive away. <laughs> okay, bye. Right. So she ends up walking by the this, like, apartment building or something that's got these statues in front. And she's, like, staring at them like, this is important. But she still doesn't know why she wanted to come to this location and moves on. And she gets a weird flashback of somebody shooting a gun at her. Right. So while she's walking around, she sees this businessman pull out a cell phone from his briefcase. And she freaks out. Because she thinks it's a gun. You know, and this guy kind of looks like the guy from Die Hard who wants to make a deal with Hans Gruber. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hansy baby. Hansy baby. And she breaks his cell phone. Yep. And he's just kind of like, oh, you broke my cellular phone. <laughs> so then she makes her way to kind of like a park or whatever. And there's a newspaper stand. This scene. And so she's able to speak Arabic to this guy. Does this come back? Nope. Uh, It's just supposed to be, I guess, like a clue. She knows more than she even realizes. But, like, I wish there was more of this, or who knows? I don't know. For a second, I was like, oh, is she some kind of, like, secret agent? Right. Yeah, this is like a very... Is she, like, Immortal Weapon X? Mm, Yeah. This is like a born identity type thing. Also, at this point, we don't know if anyone's immortal, do we? Right? No. No. We don't know if she's immortal. She's immortal. We don't know if... Vlad's immortal either, I don't think. Yeah. No. Swear, they both are. Yep. Yeah. So she speaks Arabic to this stand owner, and he's like, oh, you speak Arabic? And she says, I guess so. And then he gets all fucking butthurt about it. Yeah, like, I don't know <laughs> yeah, why. His like, response is, you don't know? Is like, well, listen, buy something to get out. <laughs> yeah, like. I can't, Stop I, bothering. He's like, as in, you don't know if you speak Arabic or you don't? And it's like, she obviously does. Why is this your response? I mean, it's a weird thing to say. Sure. So, but then uh, but you don't know if you speak it or not. Yeah. But his she, response she is, say, I don't know. She says, I guess so. And like, that sounds like a joke. It's like, oh, I guess so. Yeah, I guess. That's weird. It's all weird. It is weird. So she then steals like some power bars. Right. She's like, give me the times. And while he's getting it, she takes a bunch of candy. And when he gives her the paper, it turns out she's on the front cover for of some the reason. Newspaper. For murder. And at this point, for sure, she should maybe not be a uh, the front page suspect. Also, wait a minute. What times are the front page suspect like front page story 
is just like, I don't know. Is this the front page Escaped story? Escaped mental patient? Yeah, I don't know. Is it really? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's sensational. I guess so. If it bleeds, it leads, I guess. Yeah, so she goes to walk away, but then he starts dialing his phone, which surprisingly he doesn't keep in a briefcase. He, he just yeah. has it at the ready. And she's like, no, don't do that. And he's like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just calling my brother or whatever. At which point she kicks his stand. And it explodes. It literally just falls apart. It's like, what is this stand made out of? Like, he, did he fix it together with chewing gum? Comedy. So and she turns a corner and runs into Duncan. That's right. Who recognizes her. And goes, oh, right. Kira. So we just saw Mac for the first time, and we are approximately 15 minutes into this episode. <laughs> Closer to 13, but whatever. He's got places to be. Apparently. So he like is like, Kira? And she runs away. After saying, like, uh, what's that behind you? And then runs away. A chase ensues. They end up in, like, a, I think it's a sugar warehouse. I think these are big bags of sugar. I wasn't mm. sure. It's like, what are these giant pallets of bags? Yeah. I think they said sucre on it, so. How exciting. Uh, Matt coaxes her out after she attacks him with, like, a pipe. A pipe yep. in the dick. Yep. Getting piped. So he lures her back to the barge. Yeah, because police are coming, and he's like, well, you can go. Like, he asks, like, what did you do? She's like, I have no idea, and this is a clip at the top of the show. You can either go with them or come with me. So she goes with Mac. So then we're by the barge under a bridge. So Mac gives her, like, her name, asking her to remember stuff. She just kind of remembers a white room. And he remembers the people, like, shooting at her. But she's like, I don't even know if I should actually even trust you. Like, I don't have any memories of you at all. Mac is like, oh, there's nobody else to trust. It's like, that's not going to instill much confidence. Like, maybe give a better reason. Yeah, though he's right. It's it like, is. I don't know, what, what, like, what else do you want me to say? Like, what, what got any other weeds? This is all odd. Because, like, she seems to be getting flashes of these murders she's allegedly wanted for. But aren't they just the murders of her escaping the hospital? Yeah. So, like, she should seemingly know that she didn't hurt those people. Like, I don't understand how this works. Is it just memento? Like, I get that she had amnesia. But why does she have amnesia about the things that have happened since she woke up? Maybe because she, like, just woke up and doesn't, like, everything's a blur. That's my guess is that yeah. on instinct she ran out of the hospital but wasn't really with it. I don't but know. Now, and, like, now she's with it. That makes some sense. I mean, it makes as much sense as it's going to make. Yeah. I guess. So back at the, the general's weird taxidermy mansion, all we get here is a very short scene. Just the general, like, I guess the goons have been waiting at this apartment right. for her to show up. And I guess the general's convinced, like, no, like, she's going to rely on instinct since she doesn't have memories and she'll go back there. I think that's a dicey proposition, but I don't know. And also, why do they, shouldn't one of them stay in case she does show up and one of them, like, yeah, why they both leave place? Together, yeah. go to just report? Send Zeppo back. Yeah, and cut keep, 30 years in the future. They're just waiting there. Yeah, keep Harpo there and go for him. Back on the barge, Mac has a romantic spread. Yeah, all of a sudden they're like having a candle at dinner. Yep. Also, Mac. For, like, whatever this simple life he's trying to lead, still kind of seems to live like some kind of gourmand. Yeah. He's a lot like, of wine, a lot of cheeses. Yeah. And she's guzzling down wine she's by the bottle. Loving it. <laughs> also, anyone notice that uh, as part of this romantic spread, there's an entire bowl of apples on the table? That, that's what that was? Yeah. yeah. So, again, while Mac prepared this meal, he said, what shall we have for dessert? How about a bowl Ooh, of apples, apples, and I'll bring them all to the table. <laughs> it's dress setting. And she's like, oh, 10th century Moorish, blah, blah, blah. To a bowl. <laughs> to a bowl. And Mac's like, how did you know that? Mm. I kind of like the idea that people like immortals like Mac would just use antiques like it's yeah. no big deal. Like yeah. it's like for him, it's like, oh, no, I've been using this thing forever. It's my favorite bowl. Like, yeah, I've been using it for 300 years. Yeah. That's my bowl. That's my bowl. <laughs> <laughs> <A> bowl. <laughs> 
He just eats his Captain Crunch out of it. Like, yeah, yeah. this is normal. Uh, I also like, like uh, when I pick up a ball and show it to somebody, I'm like, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> like a 2008 Ikea. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, well, that's not remarkable. Having a 10th century bowl is... That's true. If somebody showed you a beautiful antique bowl, you may comment on it. I'd appreciate it. I might get it confused with the 2009, so... Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Of the Ikea? Yeah, of the, the, the orange burn burn. Oh, this is the Scooby-Doo, not the Sherbert. <laughs> so Max says they met 350 years ago. In France, 1640. Right. And we get to see that encounter. We do. So they're eating at a bar. Matt gets the buzz. And Kira comes in looking like a musketeer. Yes, very much. I even wrote that down. And then, lo, that's exactly what's happening here. Mac is seductively licking his thumbs for some reason. While uh, Kira gets into an argument with Cardinal Richelieu's goons. And Mac tries to intercede on her honor, but she's like, this, sit back down. Yeah. This dialogue is crazy. He's like, you'll watch how you speak to the lady. And she's like, the lady can handle herself. Yeah. And then they proceed to have a, con- a long conversation about Cardinal Richelieu's dick. He's yeah. like, yeah, I hear he's a eunuch. Or like, maybe he's not a eunuch, but he's got a really small dick. Yeah. So these goons decide they want to fight Kira, and she just houses them. And then she decides, she's like, I'm going to get a room for the night. And she asks for it. Also, she has not drank a single sip of the entire bottle of wine she has ordered. She's like, an entire bottle, please. Oh, I got to go. Well, uh, maybe she's like, well, now I had this fight. I'm going to drink it in my room. Drink it in my room. Mac, Mac has the last room. Yes, he booked it. He so needs to like he had the only room. Like, the way the dialogue is. I think, I think a- it is just one room, and he booked it. Is this an inn, then? Uh, inns like that back then were similar to that. Were some they? would, yeah. Some didn't have multiple rooms. It might just be one, but I don't know. Some would have more than one room. It's odd, I guess. It's like I have the room, the room, and it's very small. Yeah. So they decide to stay together for some reason. Yep. Got to sleep. So then, there's lots of double entendres. This About is insane. Duncan's wiener or sword. I have ne- I've never met a Scot. Are they well armed? Well, what do you mean by that? They're swords, of course. Comedy like, oh, the gold. swords. You gotta have. You gotta hold it with two hands. I doubt you could even hold it. Oh, you would struggle to even get it in the room. It's like that's a condition, Mac. You should consult your doctor. So they try to go to sleep, backs towards each other, and they're like, oh, I can't sleep. And Max's like, I got an idea. And they turn to each other. It's like, is it honorable? Nope, nope. Ooh. So then they fuck it out hard. <laughs> we don't see that part, but I'll tell you about it. Yeah. Uh, they do. But I guess that was the one and only time. Like, they've been yeah. friends since then. But once she saw his, like, giant two-handed Scottish Claymore, she was like, I'm good. So then Duncan's like, you have a birthmark on your inner thigh. Right. Which, then they show up. She, she takes her pants off, off on, on screen, screen like, yeah. to go look for it. She's like, oh, my God, you're right. Right. Which is crazy. And yeah. she doesn't even go to the, like, into the bathroom or downstairs. <laughs> yeah. It should also be noted that during that entire Musketeers dick scene, there's just, like, goofy oboe music playing the whole time oh yeah they use uh what's the piece is it rossini yeah it is rossini why is this playing this whole time you're talking about your dick it's fun and mischievous also i guess immortals get birthmarks i don't know are they born who knows they come from fairies maybe maybe they're just called marks because you're not born but you have a mark Hey, Rewatchers, we would just like to take a moment to thank all of our beautiful, glorious, resplendent even patrons who make this show possible. We could not and should not do this without you. 
you're all wonderful. And, you know, we always like to take a second to shout out a thank you to you, such as... Esther S. and James R. And let's not forget, good friends of the show, Josh V., and Jill S., you know who you are. Thank you so much for your contributions on the show. You are immortal legends. And if you haven't signed up yet, it is never too late to tiptoe on over to Patreon. Sign up. Any amount of support is so welcome. We really appreciate it. And it gives you a bunch of great perks that you can explore, such as Magnet's original artwork and these fine shout-outs on the show. We appreciate you, we treasure you, and unlike Kira in this episode, we will remember you always. That's correct. No amnesia in these parts. If you haven't already, go become a patron today! So back on the barge, after she checks her birthmark or whatever, she's still like, I don't know about all this. I believe some of what you're telling me, but some of this shit can't be true. So Mac is like, let me test this, and grabs a pipe from like the pile of pipes he keeps, uh, and just starts yeah. wailing yeah. at her. Yeah, and they like she like has sword moves, so she's like, oh, she like reflexively can block all his shots. And also Mac has like a doctor's degree, and he's like, listen, this is hysterical amnesia. This is how you know you're gonna be fine. Your memory's coming back. And I have to imagine that's not a term they use these days, but hysterical amnesia, probably not. Yeah, I have a hard time. Yeah, seeing that being the technical term in the 21st century but whatever so she gets some more uh like little flashbacks of like people kissing and dancing and all this sort of stuff and she's worried that maybe she doesn't want her memory back because she thinks maybe i did bad things that's why they're after me right right maybe she did kill someone Mm -hmm. that she shouldn't have and she does remember that apartment building that she visited earlier so now we cut and go back to that apartment and so the goons zeppo and grouch are there waiting being as conspicuous as possible. They're just like, hey, come find me. Let's stand out front of our car and like blast Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, this was another like melt esque band. Yeah, it's bizarre. Like they're just being as conspicuous as they can be. Not good goons. So she decides to sneak into this place. Again, they're not watching at all if she can do this. Yeah, like I guess they're watching the door and she like climbs up a drain pipe. Right. She gets in there and they don't notice. And then we see this weird flashback of like a waltz playing. And then yes. a handsome gentleman and Kira start dancing. Right. She's like, oh, I do remember. I'm a Disney princess. And, <laughs> yeah, and it's like this magical time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she's dancing. And then she sees a picture with the two of them and with bullet holes in it. In the face. Like, why did that happen? Yeah, why, did, yeah. why did the general take time to do that? There's a window open that has police tape on it. So, like, this, uh, this is where I was confused about the timeline of all of this. Like, how long has she been in this hospital? What did she do? This must be recent. Yeah, whenever this murder happened, the, the window is open. How did the police, like, not close it? There's police tape up still. Pictures are, like, this place is still furnished. If this person was murdered, and, like... This must be this must have literally just happened. Right. Yeah, I don't get it. So we come to find out that this, this handsome stranger that we've seen here is a judge in, like, an international court. And this General Vladik is a war criminal who, like, slaughtered a bunch of peasants. Right. Which explains some lines earlier. It's like, oh, what? Did you expect her to be like those peasants to deliver themselves to be slaughtered? It's like, okay, so you're a cartoon 
villain. Side note, there's a giant elephant tusk on the piano. Like, giant. Is there really? Yeah, like, enormous. Like, the size of the coffee table before us, like, four feet long on a piano. Wow. In this office. And I'm like, really? Uh, This this great international court judge, not against the ivory trade. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Vladich is gonna love it. Yeah. We get another flashback, and Kira answers the phone, just as, like, they're about to, like, the case is done. They're going to go on vacation and like start their life together after this. And uh, I guess she gets a call informing him that like Vladich has escaped or something. Yeah, well, I was so confused with this call. It's like the call is like, wait, really? And it's like, what happened? Like, yeah. what went wrong? Like, I couldn't figure this out. They don't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Like, at first I thought, like, did he get let off? But like, he's the judge. I was very. He would know he's the judge. And how did he escape? I mean, that doesn't make any sense either. This guy's not escaping. He's like a mortal. So I guess, theoretically, the call could have been the general killed himself. That I'd and be... Bec- and she knows he's immortal, so is like... I'd be okay with that. That would make sense that, and would be clever. And Well, they don't say what the message is. Yeah. She just goes like, look out! <laughs> and he opens the door and just gets blown away by the general right who i guess wants revenge on the judge like why does he give a shit go live your life yeah just go like what what benefit does he get out of killing some international court judge yeah there's it's ridiculous no real criminal would do that would they probably not no i mean like who cares it's just that like that person's just doing their job like i feel like most criminals also you fucking did it and she jumps out the window (laughs) (laughs) yes to escape this in some way so she then rummages through and discovers i guess the police didn't find this (laughs) an enormous gun yep like absolutely giant and she's like all right Cool, 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 cool. Like, are these just her immortal guns? Because immortals all seem to have guns. Yeah. Well, she is, I think we're supposed to believe, like, still like a soldier in some way. Like, yeah. she's a, she was his bodyguard. Bodyguard, yeah. So, it, like, would make sense for her to have some kind of gun. But anyway, she immediately goes and uses it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, outside the apartment, she surprises the goons in their car. Uh, and they're still listening to that awful fucking music. <laughs> Uh, it's seemingly the same song. Right. This all happened very fast. Maybe, Maybe they, that, just, they just have it on repeat. Loop, yeah. they're, they're like, oh, this One song's tape. a real banger. Uh, <laughs> so she's like, I could shoot through like your head into the other guy, which is gruesome. It's like, okay. This is like really such a weird, strong through line between this and the episode with Alex Raven. Because this yeah. feels very much like the interaction that Alex has with the piece of shit son in the car. Like, yeah. oh, I could shoot your yeah. kidneys. Grant. Like, yeah, talking it's, about the size of your gun. Good. Like, yeah, like, there's a strong parallel here between the way this reads. Then she sees that the other goon, I, you know, Harpo, is about to, like, shoot her with an Uzi, and she, like, blows him away through the, through the door it's of the car. brutal, too. Yeah. And she's like, take him home to Vladich. It's like, oh, God. This felt, like, I don't know, like, there's not actually that much gun violence on this show. Some of the gun violence in the past, like, couple episodes have been like, wow, this feels violent. Like, yeah. for sure that is very violent with swords. Somehow the gun stuff, like, sticks out because it's not used that much, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. At Vladich's mansion, he's like, well, now, like, she will come to me on, like, my terms, and he wants to meet at this observatory. When, Keith? When does he want to meet her at the observatory? Quote, it doesn't matter. We'll already be there. That's right. That's right. Cool. It's like, what? I'm sorry. Why did you call that out? Like, why did you include all that dialogue? Yeah. Why did you write the line when? Like, tell her to meet me at the observatory. Cut. <laughs> 
did some dead. actor or someone ask like, "Wait, we're not explaining this enough," and they like added all that? It's awful. It's, it's, it's absurd. Yep. Does that mean he hung out in the observatory for three days until she showed up? What does that mean? Uh, another question is, he's like. Tell her to meet me in the observatory. And the goon starts dialing a cell phone. I'm like, who are you calling? Well, she, don't, she doesn't even know who she is. She doesn't have a number. Like, who are they contacting? How are they letting her know to come to the, to the observatory at all? No possible way. This shit. Awful. <laughs> anyway, we're at the barge getting the buzz. Barge buzz. She now remembers the deal. She basically seems to remember who she is. And she's telling Mac, like, I'm going to go do this. Mm-hmm. And if I fail, like, promise me you'll kill Vladich right. for me. What color is she wearing now? She looks like the exact same outfit that Alex <laughs> Ray right. was wearing. It is. Like, it's basically... Yep. So leather, she went leather from coat, white to black. black. Yeah, she it's, went from white to black. Uh, they're obviously, like, playing with this. This seems to be a thing in this season that they're very conscious of, I think, of, like... Yeah. The color white and black, like it means. It seems a thing. To, to matter. Yeah, I don't know how well deployed it is, but they're doing a thing. They're doing it. So she then goes, and there's a new goon now. Who's the new goon? We only ever saw Lennon Zepp, but now there's a th- there's a new guy. New guys back in town. The new guys. But she takes them out, and she has Zepp like. Yeah, she like leaves a dollar on the ground, right, to get the one guy. It's that do- old dollar gimmick. Yep. Like a cartoon. So then she gets Zep and like takes him out and has him flipped over the side of the observatory and asks him if he's sorry. <laughs> sorry is for women, children, and sheep. And sheep. What is sheep? What have sheep ever said sorry? You haven't asked them. That's true. No, They'll apologize. True. I don't get this at and all. And then no. how does she kill him? She pistol whips his hands. <laughs> I guess so. And he falls to his death. So I guess, like, again, we're supposed... This is another one of those soft pilot episodes. I guess we are again toying with, like... This is like a, a more hard-nosed anti-hero type. Plays know? by our own rules. Yeah, like, this isn't a Duncan McCloud maneuver. No. Duncan McCloud does not kill this guy. She does. Not unjustified. Seem- well, I mean, it doesn't seem like the worst decision, but, I mean, it's hardcore, for sure. So once she has dispatched these guys, she goes to fight the general. What do we think of this fight? It's okay. I, thought, I kind of liked it. I like the punching again in this. Like, I like there that they're mixing again. up the techniques they use. Yeah, like, there's, like, one kind of striking shot where, like, it's weird. They, like, they put the camera down low, and there's almost, like, an obstructed view. Mm. And from that view, we see, like, Kira kick him in the fucking face somehow. <laughs> and it's, like, kind of... Neat. Uh, but this guy, he's like, oh, now you've got no more psychopaths to do your dirty work. And he's like, no one had the strength or the will to kill me. It's like, you were convicted in an international court. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, that's not a failure of strength or will. It worked. Yeah. The fuck are you talking? <laughs> anyway, he gets his head chopped. Yep, he gets got. And then the quickening is like her reflection on the in sword. A sword it's bad this is and she has bad. like a like happy expression this is on a her bad face. and like her mouth is just like mm, <laughs> bad yeah wide open nope it's really weird she looks like the puppet from goosebumps <laughs> i know what you're talking about i uh, do not oh like the little chucky. like her yeah <laughs> i forget his name marbles or something or <laughs> Wow, what a weird deep cut that like five people will get. R.L. Stein fans. I like it. I like it. All right, Denouement back on the barge. She's like, this is not the justice Richard would have wanted, but like, it'll do. Cool. (laughs) Which, that's something we glossed over. They do have a conversation, because I guess she at some point shared with the judge that Vladish was immortal. And she's like, you should just let me deal with it. And he's like, no, 
That's not the way this works. Like, he didn't commit a crime against you. He committed a crime against humanity. So he needs to, like... Right. Face human justice. That's right. Human justice. That's an interesting yeah. enough point. And so Max, like, the police still want to question her, and she's like, I'm going to go wander. She's like, people still need, like, protecting. So it's like an okay setup for a thing, I suppose. Yeah. She's uh, maybe. Going to go walk the earth. <laughs> yep. And then they do a little kissy kiss. And away she goes. And away she goes. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, and they end with the line... I remember. I guess that's clever. Pepperidge Farm remembers. There we go. Mac doesn't get his way with another lead character. How how long has this happened where Mac hasn't done it with the female lead character? Great question. I mean, he does it in the flashback, but... Yeah, that that counts. I'm going to go ahead and say still counts. So before we get too far into this, should we play a game? Let's do it. Well, we are actually going to play another little game of three and five. This is the game where I will name a category and Keith and Eamon will have to name three examples that fall within it within five whole seconds. Uh, You'll get one point for each correct answer. If they manage to nail all three, they'll get a bonus point for a maximum of four. Y'all ready for this? I am ready. All right, Keith. Name for me. And I'm, I went a little more general on this one, just to see if we can kick General Vladich. Yeah, exactly. General for that Vladich. very reason. See if we can kick a few cobwebs webs loose. Keith, maybe three season one episodes. Oh, The Gathering, Band of Brothers, uh, The Hunters? Correct. That's four points. Name the beginning one, the middle one, and that one. There you go. The Hunters, Librarians. Mm. That's four points. Eamon. Yes, sir. Maybe three season two episodes. The Watchers. Uh, <laughs> Very right. Shit. <laughs> Maybe giving you a bonus second here. Nope. And a second one. Uh, All right. Yeah, that is wow. one point. Nice. <laughs> nice. Keith, name me three season three episodes. Uh, finale. Finale part two. Samurai. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Four points. Eamon, you know what's next. So season maybe four? Three, season four episodes. Go. Uh, Homeland. Uh, <laughs> shit. What's the... Uh, Revenge is... No. Uh, double, double, double... Nope. I oh, can't remember. That's only one more point. Ugh. Eamon, start thinking ahead to the question you know you're going to get later. Mm. Keith, three season five episodes. Go. Um... Archangel, uh, Ransom of Richard Redstone, and mm, shit, Double Jeopardy? I'm not sure you got that in. Also, is Double Jeopardy from that one? That one's a diffy one. I think that one's from season four. It, but, but it was aired in season five, which is uh, a weird there one. There you go. Mm. I'm not going to look it up. You know what? I'm just giving you two points right. to keep this more interesting. Eamon, three season six episodes. Go. Uh, Armageddon, uh, Avatar. Uh, what was this one called? Patient number seven. <laughs> Yes, okay. Not too bad. Keith, name me three immortals in the military. Uh, Cord, um, Darius, I guess, was. Uh, Darius? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, that's too late. I don't think I'm giving you, I don't know if being an ancient barbarian warlord. I thought he, no, he was with the Romans, right? Wasn't he a Roman something? Or no, was it older than that? I don't know. I thought he was. Yeah. I'm only giving you one point. Okay. One point. Eamon, maybe three lady immortals. Amanda, Alex Raven, uh, 
Maybe the can't immortal remember. purpose. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what it Kira. Oh boy. Oh, Doesn't count. Too. And because we haven't done it in a long time, Keith, name me three Democratic senators. Cory Booker, uh Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. One of those isn't a Democrat. What? Ah, Bernie Sanders, independent from Vermont. <laughs> Two points. Not too bad. <laughs> Amen. Three Republican senators. You could do this, I believe in you. Ooh, uh ooh, boo 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 boo. Is that Matt? Gets guy. That's all I got. All right. I thought he was a congressman. Is he a congressman? Yeah, he's in the House of Representatives. So that's zero. Zero. Making the final score for a 13 for Keith. Eight for Iman. And that's how you play three and five. I lose. Congratulations, Keith. Thank you. You have earned the win and, dare I say, my respect for the remainder of this episode. Mm. All right. Let's talk about it. So this is another like weird season one-y episode, I feel. The amnesia yeah. plot is... Talk about a trope to bust out. And it <laughs> yeah. dwells in such a dark world. This whole Jocko opening thing had such a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, why did they... From the they moment don't need this to do, opened. That scene does not need to be there. Jocko can come in to administer meds and gets ambushed by these goons. That's it. That's yeah. the scene. Why is not he like- sexually assaulting her? This that's absolutely despicable that this show did it. I'd like there's no justification for that scene. It yep. has nothing to do with the plot either. Nope. It has nothing to do with anything. Why is it there? Why does it happen? It's just gross. It's just gross. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, it's very upsetting. I'm not a fan of this. So uh, just the amnesia plot line is so tired. But also I guess it's like Maybe she only had amnesia for like five days or something. Yeah. I don't know. But why would they take her to the criminally insane hospital? Like, if if that is all true, she's this guy's bodyguard. She jumped out a window, hurt herself. They take her to, like, she has, where, when did she have time to commit something that would be criminally, criminally insane? And what's they think she killed the judge? But why would they think that? Oh. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's, that not, would be, that's not presented here. If they did no. that, that would be something to justify why they would lock her up. I, like I don't she know. She killed her own charge. Yeah. I just can't figure out Hashtag how she kind of lost her memory or anything like that. No. You know. And it's not used to great effect. Mm-mm. Like, it's not... There's nothing juicy lurking in her forgotten memories. There's nothing important there. There's no clue that she needs to remember that's there. No. And, like, why does Vladish want to kill... I guess Vladish wants to kill her because she thinks that she'll come after him. Right. I think that's but, it. The, like, the hunter versus the prey thing. Yeah. I don't but, know. Uh, I, I could see the amnesia thing... We're not clear on how much of her memory has come back. So I don't know if they thought that this would be an interesting device to introduce over a series that, like, we are going to follow a protagonist who doesn't really know anything about herself. But unlike a normal amnesia plot, she has 900 years of memories or whatever it is to draw upon. I could could see that being, like, something interesting for, at least, like, that in the context of Highlander, where it's, like, she's got to figure out her 600 years of her past as, like, a mystery or... I don't know. Who knows what? And people could maybe confront her about things she's done and she doesn't know she did them or something. I don't know. Those sort of things. Like, I can see maybe that's why they did it. But if they if it was only for this episode, then it's bullshit. Like, yeah, in a contained format, it's insane. Like, as a decision, it just doesn't make any sense. There's nothing to her character. Like, she doesn't have her memory for the whole episode. Like, she's just not an appealing lead. No. How do we feel about the version of her we meet in the past? Because I guess that's supposed that's supposed to be like 
her real self. Yeah. For lack of a better term. I think that's more fun than the person you see in the present. Yeah, she was cool. Yeah. I mean, I like that she's like a warrior, tough person. And like, she seems like more fun than like the Alex Raven character. Perhaps. Yeah. She also is very like Amanda E. In like, what way? Just like, uh, I don't take no guff from nobody. Mm. And I'm like a fun loving adventure type person. Like in the flashback, I could see that being played by amanda yeah i could see that and i didn't feel strongly one way or another about this performer really no i didn't think she was awful but i didn't think she was poor i didn't think she was great i don't know what didn't know that she had like anything amazing to work with i fucking hated the 10 minutes of dick dialogue it was like a little funny but it way outstayed its welcome and i didn't feel like any of it was delivered all that compellingly hmm Hey, we should listen to David Abramowitz talk a little bit about this, I think. Yeah, do yeah. it. I won't comment on um, Adrian's performance um, in the in the last year. Did he, was he tired? Did he want to go on to something else? Um, maybe all of that's possible, but I certainly can't judge him. You know, he began to think, I'm a star which is what he thought, and he was a star. And he was a star in this world, and he was a star in the world of Highlander. What happens for all of us is we think that this is the way it is, therefore this is the way it's always going to be. And we caught a great role with Highlander. You know, it was a great pleasure to work on. Um, It was a great struggle, and that it worked for all those episodes and all those years are testimony to Adrian, Bill Panzer, and and the writers. Mm. Interesting. Wow. He's just like, hey, Adrian Paul folded, phoned it in. I'm not going to comment. Here's some commentary. Here's some, here's yeah. some hard-hitting fucking home truths, my man. But Kyle, you mentioned that it's 13 minutes into this episode before we see Adrian Paul. Yeah, like he's very much an afterthought in yeah. all this. That's almost a third of the way through an episode. Well, and all the special features for these episodes, they keep on saying, we didn't have Adrian for that much. And I don't really notice his absence in the prior two episodes to this that no. much. But in this one, it's definitely felt. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what was he doing? Was he just like not doing this and yeah or taking trying to play on other things or something i don't know yeah richard was it richard martin that i think talks about how the was that the shooting was like a little tricky because that was the thing they had to juggle like how much was adrian around wild hmm why is this episode called patient number seven is that a reference to a thing that was around at the time that they were trying to capitalize capitalize on capitalize on i don't know it's like like the bad day in building a sort of title it's like i don't what is this like i yeah i don't know patient number seven I guess because they don't know her name and they want to like highlight the amnesia plot. But the amnesia plot is such kind of a footnote in this, really. I wonder, would this have been more interesting if Mac didn't know her? I don't know. I I can't. I would like to have asked people questions about this pilot more than the others. Like, I think I understand where the other pilots would have gone. Maybe. Maybe not, though. I don't know. Doing a pilot centric episode might be interesting to talk to like David about. What were each of these meant yeah, to what do? Were we, what were we thinking here? I don't know. Would you watch a, a second episode with this character? That was the discussion we had last time. Maybe on this one. This one's dicier than... Like, I like the Alex Raven character. I think that's, like, I'm on board. I like the actress a lot. I would sign up for more of those, I think. I mean, all of these are, like, so dependent on, like, well, what would the finished product be? I mean... Sure. If they made I'm, the same show with Elizabeth Grayson and had Alex Raven in it, would it have really done any better? Probably not. Like, so... I don't know. Yeah, I feel like my rough sense is there's so much oddness around what they chose to do this. I'm probably less interested in seeing a second episode of this than another episode, but 
I do think there is a kernel of a show around, as you were saying, Keith, around this amnesia idea, if deployed properly. At least it's like the Highlander format done different, or Highlander in a new format that's like maybe could be interesting. Whereas maybe the Alex Raven show, uh, I don't know, like, would that be just kind of more of the same? I think Alex Raven is a show we've seen with a different protagonist. Yeah. I got the impression that was going to be like the Incredible Hulk style or something like her traveling around on her motorcycle, going town to town, helping people or something. Yeah. And it's like, okay, okay. With her own brand of justice. That's right. Hmm. We ready to Kira. Rate Kira. Yes. Kira let's rate it. Eamon, how many patients with other numbers would you give this episode? <laughs> patients with other numbers. I'd give this patient number two. Patient number two. Just not much to write home about. Wow. Not a lot of Duncan. I don't like this character. I don't like the bad guy. I don't like the amnesia plot line. I guess the flashback was cool. That's my highlight of the episode. Because <laughs> you love hearing about that Scottish dude. I do. I love it. Oh, yeah, but I didn't like the entendre part. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. And speaking of entendres, Kyle, how many French toad stabbers would you give it? Oh, yeah. French. We didn't even call out that line. Mm-mm. At one point, it refers to French dicks as French toad stabbers. That's right. So oh, they like fucking frogs. <laughs> Yikes. Yowza. Uh, yeah, I think this episode's a two. It's got some real upsetting things right out of the gate. I honestly do think that made me skeptical of the episode the whole time. I was like, something is amiss here. They don't know what they're doing. And that, like, colored it from jump. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that this new character has its, like, hooks in me, that I want to see more of her adventures. The villain was bizarre. I don't know. The the amnesia premise is sweaty. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't quite land. So two it is. Keith, how many two-handed Scottish claymores that you can't fit in the room will you give this? I'll give him two. Ooh, unanimous. The same number of hands you need to hold one Scottish (laughs) dick. Yeah, this is just a dicey episode. I never really get what it's going for the whole time. Like, the villain in this one is so boring and, like, off. Like, it's just I so evil, yes. It's so generic. And, like, he has no motivation. Like, we couldn't nope. even deter- determine it from the episode. Like, I guess he just wants to kill her before she kills him. Like, that's where we and are. And she just wanted to kill this judge because, spoiler alert, when you kill a judge, you don't get exonerated of the crime. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's ridiculous. Thinking back on some of the other... Like, I, I wonder if they went about this maybe in the the wrong way or... I don't know. Like, were they trying to come up with, like, interesting motivations for characters to develop the spinoff? Like, I, I'd actually... Or maybe I back, I'll back up. And I'm curious how much work they had done on what they thought would be the Raven show before they made any of these episodes because i know they were like working with some sort of template mm. uh but like there's plenty of other characters like xavier st cloud he was never intended to be a, char- a character that would appear in multiple episodes but like they inadvertently or advertently or because of rolling gifts performance like created a cool kick-ass character it's like oh i want to see more of them so they're like let's keep him around and he's a great character in the show it doesn't feel like that was how these characters came about even amanda like amanda is captivating from jump but they never were like let's create this like old love flame like fling with mac and like this character will surely like live on it's like there was kind of magic that happened and uh then they made a thing yeah and unless i'm being ignorant of like maybe you just need the magic to happen every once in a while but like these characters just don't seem compelling like they have interesting things happen around them and it's like I could see how you could build a show around that, but they're building a show around a concept, not that person or, or that, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if they created characters that were interesting enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, that, they, they created a premise that seems like, okay, but not this. Like, I don't want to be like, 
I want more Akira. I could, I guess, like an amnesia plot, like throw anybody in that role. I don't care. But what's like makes Kira special? Like I don't really know from this episode. Yeah, she's a bodyguard, so maybe she's tough. Like we we get glimpses of like her code of justice, like letting that guy fall off the building or whatever she does. Like that's not a Mac move, but like they don't lean into that. Like they should have like we need to be made explicitly aware that this person operates differently than Mac does. Yeah. Uh, Say so your daddy's Highlander. Right. Meep, meep. That's my take. They're huh? all the same kind of tough, these like women characters. Yeah. Can we call them broads? I was just going to say <laughs> these broads. <laughs> these broads. These, these, these immortal broads. Well, each of them has like a sequence where they describe the gun they have while they're threatening a man sitting in a car. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's kind of weird. That's so the same. Mm-hmm. Like, mix it up a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like they all gave them that part to audition with. And right. they were just like, well, oh, that that is the the yeah. part of the audition with. That's correct. Yeah, like just weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Hmm. These episodes aren't bad and are remarkable enough to hate. No, I couldn't see hating yeah. these. I don't know. They're just kind of lame. <laughs> yeah, I could see being maybe frustrated that they had an opportunity to, to take the show in new directions with these like kind of little pilots and played it safe every time. Be frustrated about that. I don't know. I just think it's a weird strategy to like make part of your season of television like mini pilots. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess when your main character's availability is so low, yeah, you got to fill the time somehow. Yeah, right. I agree though that's a weird choice. Yeah, but. there was a time. Wasn't there a time when I feel like I don't know if we talked to David Romitz about this. Like, wasn't there going to be another series at some point? This was after the Raven. That was uh, like vignettes or something that each was going to follow a different immortal. Like that they'd yeah. be more standalone episodes or something like that. Hmm. I feel like that was in the works at some point. And like I could see season six being a version of that. It's like yeah. you know what we're just going to ex- like expand this out so much that it's okay. We're going to just follow new characters characters around and i'd be okay with that i don't know to make up for the lack of adrian yeah that would be cool mm. i mean maybe he had to appear in part of the episode yeah. or something i don't know mm. when did the iborg show up the iborgs gotta get them watching for some reason i thought you were gonna say you gotta catch them all, <laughs> catch them all. <laughs> i mean they they had to shoot them all i guess in that movie yeah it's true to protect the vice president <laughs> was uh, the iborgs a movie or a tv show a movie a made for tv movie well I, oh shit i think it was um, well i don't know if it, they knew it was destined for the tv 2009 yeah iborgs 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 all right so thank you very much for joining us this week we're gonna be back uh next week with uh probably two reader mail episodes uh in the next two weeks and then we're gonna be hopping back into season coverage with episode six the black tower make sure to head on over to our etsy store or facebook store if you'd like to purchase a cool set of magnets and we also have a t public store for your money no needs money no needs money no needs money needs needs. rate review and subscribe yeah on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts we've been your rewatchers i'm keith this is kyle this is amen bye-bye Got blue balls. Mm. Yeah. Maybe kept it in the spank bank. George's spank bank. <laughs>